What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We bought back the hot take we made late spring on steroids should never be promoted in powerlifting, and we are finally talking about it. That post generated a lot of debate, a lot of interest, a lot of comments, and it was right during Raw Nationals, so we couldn't yet get the podcast out, but a lot of things had died down, and Steve Denovi and I were able to talk about that. Really rant-worthy, opinionated episode. We go back and forth. Really just fun episode to do. It's just really a conversation between Steve and I, which is pretty much what a podcast is supposed to be, right? Two people talking about their opinions. Um, we bounce back and forth with each other. I don't know. We disagreed on some things, agreed on some things. Uh, he asked me a really interesting thing as far as uh, what crosses the gray area of the promotion, quote-unquote, of steroids, uh, some of the inadvertent promotion, what we would like to see people do with it, uh, because it's a part of the sport, and we're on the other side of it. We're in drug-free powerlifting, and obviously, we don't promote the use of steroids. So, I think a valuable conversation that was had between two natty guys, of course, people in the on the untested side definitely want to hear two natty guys talk about steroids, and we also had some really interesting developments towards the uh Later part of the show on what we're planning to do with our future episodes, so stay tuned for that. Definitely want to listen. we got some exciting stuff planned for you guys. But before we get into this episode, we've got to talk to you guys about Left Lar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to leftlarbros.com, follow them on Instagram, and check out the merchandise they are dropping. It keeps on getting better, and you know why? They're a good company. Good companies do that, and they're a great powerlifting merchandise brand. And also, they branch out because you can wear this stuff in the gym, on the platform, and in whatever bar, club, house... Church, they actually probably don't wear it at church. Unless it's what church you go to, who knows. But Left Floor Bros has the best powerlifting merchandise by far. They keep on coming with new designs. They definitely have the best deadlift socks. The cotton candy looking deadlift socks they just released are fantastic. I saw so many people wear it at the TBS Summer Open, and everyone looked fantastic. Use promo code 2WL15 to get yourself a discount. Save yourself some money at checkout. Also, they got two white lights merchandise sold exclusively on Left Floor Bros as well exclusively sold means they're only sold on Leffler Bros. You cannot go to the website. You cannot go anywhere else. You can only go on LeffleBros.com to get yourself some Two White Lights merchandise. You can use that same promo code, 2 15 So here's what you're going to do. You're going to get some new deadlift socks. You're going to get whatever shirt they just dropped because it's a banger no matter what. And also you're going to get a Two White Lights t-shirt or dad hat or banner. We have a lot of stuff. Actually, Two White Lights has a lot of uh, has a lot of uh, graphics so you guys are designed so you guys can choose from also go to rivalnutrition.net use promo code angelo20 to save yourself some money on informed choice supplements that is angelo20 get yourself some informed choice supplements this is a podcast about how we don't want to promote steroids well get yourself some informed choice supplements that does not have any banned substance in it so you will be good when it comes to that drug testing so remember promo code angelo20 on rival nutrition supplements also, make sure you are on lift.net and check out some Stoic Gear. Stoic Gear is growing, and the reason why it's growing is because it has quality merchandise. The knee sleeves, the singlet, the wrist wraps are all top tier, and it's affordable too. That's the big thing, affordable. You can save yourself some more money if you use promo code ANGELO10. Save yourself some money at checkout. Use that promo code ANGELO10 and get yourself some Stoic Gear. If you're not in Stoic Gear, you're missing out because it's not only good for performance, it also looks sleek, it's simplistic, also it's affordable. And go to NotoriousLift.com, also follow them on Instagram, and check out some no-slip drip slippers, Notorious Lift slippers, 
are the best set of slippers on the market right now. Also, they look the best too. So many different color waves, so many different designs, so many different unique looks. They're like the Jordans of powerlifting right now. Use promo code ANG15, that's ANG15, to save yourself some money at checkout. They finally have those discount codes so you can save yourself some money on those drops. And remember, those drops are important. They release at a specific time, at a certain time, so you don't want to miss out on those colorways that you desperately, desperately want because it matches your platform attire, your gym attire, you name it. It will help you look good and deadlift good. And looking good is so important in powerlifting. Everybody knows that. So use promo code AND15 to save yourself some money on Notorious Lift Slippers. Also, make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're following us on Spotify. Leave a five-star rating and a review. I so, I so appreciate you guys doing that. That is awesome. Whenever I see a new review on Two White Lights, make sure you keep on doing that. It's important for the show. Also, those five-star ratings are great. And also, of course, those donations. Um, you can donate from anywhere from one to whatever the hell you want as far as the max price. I'm not going to name the max price. That's up to you. So I thank you guys so much for that. I'm going to thank you guys every single episode because that's how much I appreciate you. And now, here it is, Two White Lights. And as promised, I got with me my co-host, Steve Denovi. How are you, man? It's been a long time. I'm doing good. Yeah. I told you I'm losing my mind. I'm, I'm constantly being bombarded by construction. I don't think you all will be able to hear it because it's far enough away. But for me, it's just a ringing in my ear. And I'm uh, probably what that's going to result in is me just venting. And we're go- we're going to go off on this one. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to just have no filter. Yeah. And you know what the shame is? Uh, I think with the timing of the topic that we are going to discuss today, I posted a really long time ago. And like when I post something, that's my emotions in the moment. That's where I get my sizable rant. That's like the best time to get me on a sizable rant is within the moments that I'm posting something or talking about something. And when I posted it, we were like a week out or two weeks out from nationals. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, we had to do all of our previews. We had to get our research done for that. We had to figure out travel. And then we had to keep on pushing it back because we had post-interview net or post-nationals with all of our interviews, with recaps. Uh, a lot of, you know, just topics coming up. After that, Texas Barbell Syndicate Summer Open. And now we're circling right back to the uh, the topic of steroids should never be promoted in powerlifting, which at the time, that hot take caused a lot of stir with uh, certain people with a lot of differing opinions, all opinions I say I could respect, aside from, like, a couple douchebag comments. But I actually still respect the douchebag comments, too, because... We're not doing our job. We're not doing our job right if we don't have like an internet fight within a post. Yeah, and yeah, that one had 136 comments. I think there's pretty much three views. There's one they should people are anti steroids. They should never be, be promoted. There's two people who are okay with steroids, but they agree they 
probably should not be promoted. And I'm going to get in a second. Of it. We say the word promoted. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of define that in a second here. Cause that's where probably the biggest issue was on people kind of commenting on the post. Also, also everyone also, I didn't specify promoted cause I wanted to see where you guys take that. And it's a little trick in the, uh, the social media game and the content in the media game is kind of leaving it vague. So you guys answer it for yourselves. So clickbait one oh one. Yep. And then, You're yeah. cool. and then, the, You're and then cool. the last oh, the last viewpoint is just the people that are just kinda of completely pro steroids and they think everyone should use them like they're just like uh, candy and for some reason think that they are a good thing for anyone to do. So yeah. getting into more of the topic. You can tell me what you you meant, but I, I'm assuming we're on the same page. I took promoted at Encouraged, and that means encouraged indirectly or directly. I literally wrote a list out of all the options. I don't think hardly anyone that is a reasonable human being directly encourages people to use steroids, especially, especially. Uh, uh, we're going to get into kind of who should or shouldn't use them, maybe, but like directly encourages people who, who probably are not at a level or at an age or at a decision-making point that they should be making that life choice yet. So mm-hmm. I think most people on that post were on the same page that like, for the most part, they shouldn't be encouraged. But if you are a well-informed adult who has most likely maximized their natural genetic potential and are willing to take on the health risk of it to be able to reach some level that you can't reach naturally – your your choice to do and that is completely okay um barring i my opinion still they are legal i would i would still say i don't encourage anyone to do them to a research genetic potential without having them being done under um doctor supervision and legally done yeah you, you know it's funny that you say that any reasonable human being shouldn't promote the use of steroids because I guess if you make this topic in 2017, it's a different conversation that we're having because less of it's happening now, but there was a point in powerlifting, and I brought up in several examples, where there was shirts of syringes. There was shirts of must be the trend, and that is promoting steroids, at least making light of it, but you are promoting steroids by by doing that and also kind of creating that culture of we are as powerlifters are a bunch of meatheads who inject themselves with drugs, and that's what the sport is. That's the vibe that was being sent. That was a message being sent at that time. And you say any reasonable human being. No, they're not reasonable human beings in my opinion. I think the people who did that were a bit douchey in the way that they went about that, but it was still part of the culture, quote-unquote, to do that. So... I mean, that was part of my idea when creating the post was that specific one of that was the open promotion of steroids. And really, I mean, we don't have many content or media or documentaries made in powerlifting in general. But then the ones that we have is Westside First World and Louis Simmons in the pot or in the documentary said, well, if you want to get strong, lift this weight. All you got to do is lift a bunch of weight and take a bunch of drugs. And he said that, and that to me is the promotion of steroids. And that's the thing that's broadcasted on Netflix. I don't know if you guys knew that. The, guy, the director from West Side First World will tell you, even if you didn't ask, that it was definitely on Netflix, uh, West Side First World. Uh, he told me that like 17 times for no reason. Because uh, I, I watched it before on Netflix. Um, but yeah, like that was what's 
was broadcasted to either regular people or fans of powerlifting or people getting into powerlifting, and that to me is a promotion of steroids as well. But then, yes, as what you said, is the indirect way. And this was the conversation that I had with, uh, with Sane Pod. I was on Sane Pod and we talked about this uh, this very topic because that's what one that's what uh, why Andy wanted me on the podcast was because of this is that little fine line there of what's encouraging it and what's educating people on steroids or what's discouraging it even because people say the education of steroids is discouraging people from taking it and like I said to you like I said to many people like I said on the pod it's a very fine line because it can either turn into you are educating people but also still promoting it because you're a famous power lifter and you're telling people about these steroids and maybe a 17 18 year old or fuck even a 24 year old because we're on this topic I don't know how much it should be promoted for any people of any age group or any uh, or any uh, capability or skill when you do that and you're a famous power lifter and you're a good power lifter and you're an influential power lifter you could be indirectly promoting the use of it and I don't think those people should have any business taking steroids regardless, even if they're doing it in the correct way. I just don't like seeing the sport go in that fashion, and yeah, that is indirectly promoting it. So I've got a list here of kind of the gray line of like what is crossing that. And I'll just do a, I'll do a rapid I'll just say rapid fire. I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. and then you tell me if that's crossing the gray line. Okay. Okay, I'll start with ones that are more obvious. Posting your stack on social media for people to see. Crossing. Uh, Educating people on how to use steroids. Crossing. Being open that you are on steroids. Not crossing. Why is that? Mainly because it's good for people to know that you are taking performance-enhancing drugs if they are aspiring to be you or aspiring to be uh, your competition or adversaries. I think it's good to have that honesty. And I'm also, not arguing by any means. I'm just... Yeah, I'm, yeah and also... I'm not, I'm not arguing by... And also, like, it does get rid of that gray line because there's USAPL and USPA and WRPF. So, like, that's, that's informed people that, yeah, these are the untested feds and these are the tested feds. Okay, well, actually using that in indirect way of encouraging in sense is having avenues to compete that allow steroids, which indirectly encourages their use to be competitive in those federations. Mm-hmm. Crossing the line or not crossing the line? Uh, not crossing the line. Okay, why? Again, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. Just... You're, you're saying so, so, you know, if you're in that federation and that federation exists and they allow steroid use... Is, is yeah. that crossing? I mean, I think I, I think I can pretty confidently say that if you are competing in USPA versus USAPL, USPA untested, mm-hmm. you are going to have more peer pressure to feel like you need to use steroids mm-hmm. knowing that the top people in that federation are. Yeah, and well, this is just, uh, I think it goes back to just how this, the sport is currently. Like, this is the landscape of the sport. Whether you like it or not, I, if I could... Press the reset button on powerlifting, it would be all drug free. The steroids would be an illegal thing across every federation. 
that's what I would like to see in the sports, but that is not the sport how we know it. So the sport how we know it is there's a difference between federation, between federation. And because that exists, I, I don't think that's, you know, crossing line of encouraging people to be on steroids. I'm going to disagree with you about something there. Okay. I'm going to say it is the perfect world that we have the separation and we have both avenues. Okay. The reason why, in my opinion, is I, I, like I, I don't think indirectly encouraging through having avenues to compete untested is a bad thing. I think that is a good thing. The reason why is because every sport at the highest level has some type of cheating, and yeah. per, especially when money's involved. Mm-hmm. They're all supposed to be drug-free. If we had only drug-free powerlifting, it would be a dirtier sport. All right, that's a good point. I can get on board with that. Even if there's not money involved, it would be a dirtier sport. You're right. You're right. That does some people would cheat. Yes, you know, I, I, yeah, that is an, actually an excellent point because when you have the USPA and you know that, then there's no reason to compete in the USAPL because at least you can, yeah. at least barring you won't have the shame of copying a drug test, even though people have. But it is far less than what you would have with, um, with what it can be. And that would be something like the Olympics. This is a hot topic right now because the Olympics just ended. People are talking to me about uh, – a lot of people keep on asking me the question if powerlifting should be in the Olympics. I'm like, if you want more drugs involved in powerlifting, of course it should be in the Olympics. That's what would happen if you put powerlifting to the Olympics and make it a little bit more legitimate. People would try to cheat more so, more so than how they do now. Yep. I'll say two things real quick. Actually, I forgot the one thing. Here's just a random thing I'm going to throw out. Like, actually, I'll say here's the perfect world because we're going to get into a little bit of like, this is obviously our opinion. People may disagree of if someone was to take steroids, who would be the right person to do it? And I yeah. think we probably both agree with someone that is has uh, maximized their natural potential and has a high level to thing elite. Not someone who's maximized their natural potential and then can take stuff and still can't even qualify for USAPL Nats even if they tried to cheat. Yeah. Um, what, what if the USPA or an untested federation, untested, literally had a barrier of entry that you had to have a 500 Wilkes to even do it in the first place? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. It, yeah. it would discourage like people who never are going to get anywhere taking drugs in the first place to do it because it's only if you already were fairly genetically elite and took drugs that you could even compete in this untested federation. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I, I, I guess, but the, here's the thing that might happen because this is uh, I, all right. So this is, I think, the argument from a lot of people who do either you know educate, quote unquote, educate uh, people on steroid use and how to properly take it. Is they're worried about just people doing the whole if you're not getting results, take more of it, which is like the last thing you should do for like what a lot of these people say. And I think that might encourage that. Like, oh, I want to be in this federation so I can compete with this person. So I'm going to blast steroids just to try to get a 500 Wilkes. And it's like, no, that doesn't really reaffirm this idea of safely doing it. It actually promotes it. it that, that would be inadvertently promoting the use of steroids. I guess. Okay. I guess okay. I could see that happening. Like, that. in this scenario, like, I could just... No. Because we see yeah. people I, blast I steroids just to get a 500 squat. Like it, it happens, yeah. it's especially with the, like the, the whole, I think a lot of the, the thing that's 
like the, where a lot of this is being geared towards is like younger people. Because younger people are just, you know, yes. impulsive and stupid. So that's what happens. Well, I, before you get the next one, I'll, we're, this is probably going to be a, a, a podcast of a bunch of tangents. Yes. The when best you were kind younger of and first got into lifting, when, when you were younger and got into lifting, was there ever a point where you debated taking steroids or were interested in it in any way? Not like you were like literally about to buy it, but like you had some interest in it. No. Because I, I can say I did. Yeah, I, I think I, 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 I was body. A, a lot of people, a lot of people I've talked to who decided to stay natty have had that inner, uh, has had that inner uh, debate or that decision they had to make or something that at least caught their interest of being on steroids. It just didn't interest me at all. Like I don't know, I actually still don't know why it didn't, but it just didn't. I, you know what, I, you know what, I honestly think it was. I just knew it would be a lot more work. A lot more shit that I had to study and, like, be on top of. And that, like, discouraged me from taking steroids and being interested in it. Because, like, I'm like, what's the end goal in this? I will be stronger and more jacked and look uh, maybe better. Um, I actually will make the debate that I wouldn't look better. Because I, I don't mean to, you know, point that fingers. hair might not be there anymore. Yeah, the aging process might speed up a little bit and I might, you know... You know, I look I look 28 now. I might look 36, and I, I didn't want that. So, or even at that age, and I th- still think the like the frame, the aesthetic of Natty, I actually prefer that more than the alternative. So maybe that's why I never had that. And but I know a lot of lifters you have. Did you ever have bodybuilding aspirations, like actual competitive bodybuilding aspirations? Uh, and then you realize I, I like powerlifting. I wanted to be jacked, but I didn't want to ever do competitive bodybuilding i wanted to be look like a competitive bodybuilder but never get on the stage to be a competitive bodybuilder because i okay, just think that, that that's where bizarre. mine came from yeah that I, makes mean, sense. I, I, my, I i wanted to be a bodybuilder for like six years mm-hmm. and the entirety of the time i wanted to be a bodybuilder it was always in the back of my mind should i take steroids because in bodybuilding the fact of the matter is in bodybuilding they make more of a difference the second i switched to powerlifting I've never once had the inkling or care ever to take steroids. And I think that's the reasons. I think, one, because I don't think they have as profound of an effect. And then, two, it no longer was about some subjective goal of how I looked. It was about an objective goal of beating my own strength. And so, therefore, I no longer had to, like, level up to someone else. I just had to level up to myself. Yeah. So, at least that's my experience is that it was a, te- it was a temptation when bodybuilding per se which i was terrible bodybuilder and i never did compete but powerlifting it never it personally for me it never was a uh well uh, a temptation well i don't know it's like an interesting i think this could yield some podcast episodes even though it would be kind of weird i i I shy away from this because i just don't like these conversations um and i don't think they're as interesting of a conversation as people think they're going to be but I think with a lot of people who do end up going on the untested side of powerlifting i think a lot of it started off just from what you were saying. They wanted to get bigger and more jacked. I think if you pull the sport just in general, not even going tested and untested, if you just pull the sport in general, I think all of us started off because we wanted to be as big as a bodybuilder, that we wanted to put on muscle, that we wanted to look good, that we wanted to look jacked. And that would be more of a motivation to hop on gear 
as opposed to what you described, just to get stronger. So I, I, I don't know. That's an assumption. I'm, I, I have no data or evidence or anything to back this up. But I would say if you ask some of the powerlifters that you know now are on the untested side, I think a lot of them would just say, yeah, I wanted to put a lot of muscle on my body, and then that kind of just led into powerlifting. Okay. Last one about crossing the gray line. So, actually, this is more of a hypothetical. Let's say you've got someone who is very anti-steroid and says no one should ever take them, yet they're the person who is their TV watching Barry Bonds hitting 73 home runs and idolizes him. Is that not indirectly encouraging steroid use? (laughs) You are then playing in. Are we talking about someone specific here? No, no, no. I'm just like. No, I'm just like. I mean, I don't don't agree with steroid use in baseball, but there was nothing more entertaining than Sammy Sosa versus Mark McGuire. Yeah. Well, the home run chase. That was still, arguably the greatest season ever, in my opinion, in baseball. But still, even going back to that, I don't think that's inadvertently promoting steroid use because just as a baseball fan, just in that particular you know time, and me being a you know a person who doesn't advocate the use of steroids, is when I watch Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and that whole era, I was under the ignorance, you know, I was under the ignorance tree. I thought they, it was like, I didn't know they were taking steroids. And when I found that out, it did seriously, like, ruin that era for me. It ruined my idolization of those guys because they were on performance-enhancing drugs and they're on steroids. And now it's like, I can't even look back on that with nostalgia because I know the sport has changed a lot since then because of that. And I think, I still, I think a lot of those people who discourage use of steroids still, you know, it might have had the piss taken out of that whole era because of that. And kind of, like, uphold their morals. So, you're saying, then, that if it was public that one of the Cubs tested positive for that actually was roiding up the year they won the World Series, you would look back on the Cubs and say, I don't count that World Series as much because I know they cheated? If it was one, I'm no. But if it was, no, no, here's the thing. If it was one, no. But if it was actually multiple, and like, say, I mean, cause I, I, get, I, I live in Houston now, so I give the Astros a ton of shit. Um, but if they play the White Sox in the playoffs, I'm going to be outrageously obnoxious an Astros fan, just to piss off people from the South Side. But I digress. The Astros were found cheating during that World Series. It was cut and dry cheating. They, they, like, there was no disputing that. I didn't hate the Astros during that time. I was rooting for them. I have an Ho- Jose Altuve, like, jersey because I like that team. I thought they were a really entertaining team. But after I found that out of the cheating that was going on, I hate the team now. I hate what they did to baseball. And then if the Cubs was the same way, if like they found out that Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, uh, J- uh, Jake Arrieta, all these guys were on steroids during 2016, yeah, that would like disappoint me so much. Where I don't, I would probably discredit the Cubs, and I would probably go into like a depression of like that whole thing because the 2016 season was like the greatest year of my life and I look back at that with such nostalgia and if I knew it was tainted 
it would like seriously bring down my like entire entire life. It, it would like destroy. It, it would be it would be like the worst news my... ever to me. So I'm yeah, I would. I would. My goal to prove. I'm going to make it my life goal to prove that at least five Cubs players were on steroids. That well, year. during that's, during that's the, the St. Louis Cardinals, I mean, trying we, to prove that. Well, we know that you don't have a soul because during St. Louis Cardinals' entire time, they were cheating by uh, taking uh, the scouts from the Houston Astros, anyways, during their whole dynasty. So you, we know you don't care about cheating because the Cardinals got away with that all throughout <laughs> the 2000s. So we know we know you don't have as much integrity. Flags fly forever, though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll ask. I got some. I got something to get on. The I'll ask one more question. So I was thinking about through this. How about because this is this is something I, I think we may have talked about this before. There are lifters, current tested side, who openly cheated and got banned from tested lifting, who are now exalted on the untested side. What's your thought on that? Do you want me to ask, like, with the, uh, does it encourage it, a gray area again, or were just, uh, my thoughts on I, no, it? No, it's not so much an encourage. It's not, uh, this is just kind of a, a thing going off of it. It's like we, we're so, I mean, on the USAPL side, we're so anti cheating. I think all of us are in a good way. We want it to be natural. And then when someone cheats and they get kicked out, they're shunned yeah. until they go to the untested side, do something cool, and then we all love them again. Yeah, and really, are, are we not? Yeah, that, that could be. Is that a, that's an indirect way of us encouraging steroid use? Because if you go use steroids and do something cool, we'll forgive you. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you don't cause much of a gripe about it, and if you're a person who really just uh, just jumps back on, just kind of doesn't give a fuck and jumps right back on the train and competes. Yeah, people forget that pretty quickly, and you'll still have a community that accepts you. That's an interesting one, because uh, Candido, we, uh, when we had our podcast, we talked about that, and he's a little bit more um, stingy about that than I am, which, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that encourages it, but my thoughts on it are just, like, when should we drop it, the fact that they were found tested testing positive in the tested side of powerlifting like should we always bring it up it's hard to because yeah like you you said if you just if so if you're kelly michael brand who denies 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 throw a bunch of people under the bus really this happens with every sport right like lance armstrong Mm -hmm. he throws a bunch of people under the bus deny 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 and he's vilified for it you know uh but then like jason giambi in baseball it's like test positive for sarah it's like oh okay and then he just goes and lives his life and doesn't really give a fuck about it. And then people just forget that he was on steroids or tested positive, And he goes about his career. Like, it, I guess it's a way of how you handle it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how, uh, how powerlifting should treat it. It's interesting. Like, I, I it happens argue, to me, too. I would argue based on what we've seen. Like, Kelly Branton still is vilified to this day. Yeah. I would argue based on what we've seen, the single best thing he could have done is hopped on more steroids, competed untested, had an awesome meet, and then based on what we've seen, everyone would just forget about it and like, okay, he's a cool power lifter again. Yeah, people will bring it up, but it'll be it'll be like uh, it'll be drowned out in the comments, like on social media, by either support or people on the untested side, kind of coming to the aid of their comrade, if you will. But yeah, that's actually a very interesting thing. That's I mean I. I, I don't know, I, I, I honestly don't know what I would do in that situation. I mean, I guess I actually do know, because 
I guess if you put like Kamal Browner as an example of that, I didn't know that he tested positive for steroids in the USAPL. Like I didn't know that. Like I only knew him as a USPA WRPF lifter. So I didn't get like that firsthand thing. The only example of a person I saw cheating in my time of powerlifting was Kelly Michael Brand, and he didn't do the thing. And he didn't do the thing Kelly that Kamal did, was just go and compete somewhere else. Yeah. I wonder if there's more backlash, too, because Kelly Branton was a perennial podium finisher at IPF Worlds, and Jamal Browner was, he was super strong, but he wasn't, like, I don't even think he was yet top three at Nationals. Like, if all of a sudden, like, I, I, I'm using this name, but obviously he, we know he's natural. People are going to take it the wrong way. If Russ tested positive all of a sudden, I think there would be way more backlash, even if he went to the untested side, yeah. than well, if someone who's more mid-tier does it. Yeah, also, but, you know, I... I I wonder if the Kelly Michael Brand situation, which, you know what's funny? You have to say his full name because it sounds so good. But Kelly Michael Brand, um, <laughs> if if uh, if he handled it maybe just a different – because what happened was memes were created because he – I don't know if it was advertently or inadvertently threw his supplement company under the bus, the people who sponsored him, Canadian Protein. He threw them under the bus – he denied it, and what he tested positive for was pretty much everything under the sun. I just wonder, because he was—he still wasn't a Russ-type guy. He was the Canadian Ray Williams. I think he could have had bounce-back ability and just went and did other untested federations and hopped on more gear, and things would have been good. I think the way he handled it wasn't the best thing, but Russ, he's like, Seriously, I mean, like, I, I think Candido even said this on the podcast. If it was Ray or Russ or, I mean, even himself, Candido would be the guy. If, like, Candido ever tested positive for steroids, it'll be, like, the Say It Ain't So Joe moment of powerlifting because that's the guy who really got drug-free lifting onto the, the, the map. And if the, the poster boy tests positive for steroids, it'll be like, this pretty much ends our entire world, right? This is like finding out Santa Claus isn't real for the first time. Like, that would end it. I, I would say the same thing with Ray, Russ, and all the guys who we who we uh, give as the face of our federation and of our sport. If they test a positive, it'll be a severe backlash. And I don't think I don't think those guys can ever recover from it. But I think Kelly Michael Brand was on, like, that kind of that way, that, that pendulum, if you will, like, depending how it swings. I, I think he could have bounce-back ability because he just wasn't, he was the face of Canadian powerlifting, not the face of powerlifting, where I think Russ right now is the face of drug-free powerlifting. Okay. I agree. I agree. So getting back to just more kind of the promotion and encouragement of steroids, I think we're on the same page here is that neither of us are pro-steroid, but I don't think either of either us are fully anti-steroid. I, I'm yeah. pro-educated choice. Yeah, pro I'm, 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 I'm pro-do pro whatever the fuck you want to do. If you are, wanted, you, are you for anyone or for well, people who are educated to make those decisions? Well, I mean, uh, well, all right. So I'm pretty liberal when it comes to just like people doing what they want and not being like authority figure on telling them not to do it as an adult, really. I guess I guess we should specify adults, right? Um, because it is kind of my job not to tell kids what to do or to tell kids what to do, like discourage certain behaviors. Um that's like, you know, in the profession. But I still think that if people want to do it, I'm going to discourage it. But if they do it, it's not like the end of the world for me, you know? 
And I, th- I think just okay. based on I think how... I think, I think we're describing the same thing, just a little bit different. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just calling myself pro-educated choice because I just think they should be an adult who has been able to be able to think about that decision, understand the ramifications of that decision, and make the decision with the, the best uh, intentions behind it. Just doing it because your buddy did it. He got really jacked and he got laid by this girl at the bar. So, dude, I want to hop on it too so I can be jacked and I can start getting chicks too. Mm-hmm. And then really realizing you don't get chicks, you just get more guys coming up to you and talking to you. Yeah. Uh, just alert for any 18-year-olds who think they want to hop on and they're going to get chicks. You're just going to get more dudes. That Steroids is the dude's magnet. Like You're going to get a bunch of dudes hounding you at the gym. Really lifting um, weights too, just so. in general. Just lifting weights is a dude magnet. Yeah. For everyone, though, see it doesn't. It flies both ways. Dude magnet. If you're a girl, you will get uh, a lot more unwanted attention from guys, and if you are a guy, you're going to get a lot more un- unwanted attention from guys. Interesting how that works. Mm-hmm. And so, not only do I think it's probably a better. I mean, obviously, I, I think most people, if they're going to take that route, should be educated. Yeah, I think we see enough evidence that really the best way to do it for long term strength progression. Not even talking about health, just strength, is to maximize your potential natural and then hop over. And a lot of that comes from the fact that um, when you take some type of performance enhancing drug, I'm not going to get the perfect physiology of this right. Um, there are certain factors that that elevates greatly, it's muscle tissue, things like that. And there are certain things that it doesn't help greatly. Like it, it doesn't all, all of a sudden your, your bones and your tendons do not adapt near as fast as kind of muscles do. Um, and so we see a lot of people who like the first thing they do, they're working out, they hop on steroids. Those are the, a, lot, a lot of times the people we tend to see with those chronic issues and the snap city on bench press and their quads snapping versus we see people like Yuri Belkin and John Hack and um, most of the best lifters on the untested side were very, very high level USAPL or IPF lifters for a number of years before they transitioned over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I said this on the same pod of, uh, like the best steroid advice I've ever heard. And it was from a professional wrestler who makes the worst life choices. Uh, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, if you guys don't know, he said on a interview, a shoot interview, the, what wrestlers should do, what people coming up in wrestling should do. It's like, no, you don't want to jump on the gas right away. You jump on the gas when you're like 35, 40 years old, when you already build a nice physique. Then that's when you start taking it to have that long-term success. And I remember watching that being like, did Razor Ramon, the guy who has the worst drug and drinking problem in wrestling history, just give the best steroid advice I've ever heard in the most simple way? Because that's what he said. And I'm like, yeah, that's... That would be that would make a whole lot of sense for people. Uh, it's just that, and that's when you're going to have the most success because I've been in the sport only for five years, and I've seen people come and go from in the sport, and a lot of the the most people who came and went were because they hopped on gear at an early age because they thought that was going to unlock the genetic potential and they're going to be a world champion. And fuck for maybe one to two years. They look like they were going to be the best in the world. And then it slowed down for them. Then injuries started happening. Or they didn't even get off the ground. They just they, they took a bunch of gear, and they couldn't be even as strong as a 15th-ranked USAPL guy. Or girl, for that matter. Like, 
that's where I see the most drop off in the sport is people who make that knee jerk reaction and that really quick decision. And also like the people who are still like in the tested side of powerlifting who are struggling to continue that progress. A lot of the same things you see were people who started that at a very early age. And it just, it, it seems like it either, it led to more injuries. Uh, it was, it was quick progression and then, they were they, they couldn't keep up their progression, and they started to get a little more injured. They started to put more weight on the bar. I don't know, but that's what you see more. But and like you said, the most successful guys in powerlifting are the people who seem to take take the unnatty routes late into their powerlifting career when they already developed a excellent frame naturally. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing I'll bring. I think I actually talked about this on the first ever podcast I was on for two white lights when we did Midwest primetime. I think I brought up this exact kind of topic is that I'm going to wrap, wrap back around to kind of that gray line of that. I think you can be too open that you're on steroids. You can be too open about it. I was about to circle and, back to that with the education part. Yeah. Cause that kind of goes back and forth. Like the education and, and openness is, uh, I've heard it's a little bit different now, but when I lived in St. Louis, there was very obviously people on steroids. Um, you see it. I was at a gym where it was very obvious it was it was pretty open. I mean, at one point at that gym had two people serving multi-year sentences for steroid distribution. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it is a jailable, like, criminal offense. Um, but people weren't very open about it. Like, they weren't, like, denying and calling themselves natty, but they weren't, like, going around, like, telling everyone I'm on steroids, this is what I use, here's what I've got. And in reality, from I mean, I had plenty of friends who, like, wanted to hop on stuff. It wasn't very easy because people weren't like just openly talking about it and like openly giving you their source and their dealer and stuff like that. It was actually pretty tough to be able to kind of find someone that was going to be able to kind of educate you and help you. And that was kind of a good thing. Like it, it that was back when I kind of was thinking about it. And I think if it was super readily available to me, I may have made a stupid decision, but because it was going to require a lot of steps and effort to get there, it actually helped to create a barrier of entry for me versus when I moved to Springfield, the first gym I'm at, every single person was like super open about how much stuff they were on, exactly what they were doing. And it was ridiculous how many 16 and 17 and eight year old, 18 year old kids I saw hopping on immediately because they knew exactly who to go to because mm-hmm. everyone at the gyms were just so open about their use of it that there was very little barrier of entry for an uneducated, uh, on the whim, 18 year old to make a life decision. Um, without really much regard for it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Uh, I mean, what I've seen predominantly on social media, what I've seen in person, yeah, it's a little bit more open now, but I, I still think that people go about it either the right way or the wrong way. And this is my example, which you know got me in a little bit of hot water. Uh, a few arguments here and there was this. So Joe Sullivan put on his Instagram story – his Q&As, right? He does his Q&A every Friday or something. So he does a Q&A every Friday. People ask him questions about steroids and our specific type of steroids. And he publicly puts on the story of what he takes during this time, what his opinions are on this, yada, 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 right? And to one person, it's good information because they specifically ask a question and you're trying to promote the educated use of steroids. So you want to make sure people are doing it right. But 
He did it publicly where everyone sees it, and then the person who didn't ask that specific question sees that information, and now they have this whole other idea going on in their head. What could have happened in that situation is you could privately discuss it with that person. Instagram has that feature. Trust me, that's an actual thing. So it's like this balancing act of doing the right thing and wrong thing. Do I think he should answer that question? I, I think he's within his rights to answer that question, but in a public format... That's where I think you're getting the inverted use of steroids, and they hide behind the thing of, oh, I'm just trying to educate, or I'm just being, what's the word? Transparent. They try to use the word. Yeah, they, they use the transparent label. I'm just being transparent with all the people. Like, well, you could have done it privately, and you're still very transparent by doing that. In a public setting, now more people have that information. And that might not be the information someone needs at that time. And you get an impulsive 18-year-old who takes that little bit of knowledge, a worshipping of a certain athlete, of a certain powerlifter, all that, okay, that's all the information I need, then boom, you have a person doing it. And then it also goes into what you see like in your situation at gyms. People are too open about it. People are too public about it where they're, they're being transparent, sure, but also maybe you're spreading a little bit too much of the information that you don't want to spread. I would like to see this. This is my this is my perfect ideal transparent thing is a person asking for steroid advice on what they should take, when they should take it, blah 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 blah. You just tell them, "Hey, I don't think you should be doing it. You're not ready." You are not good enough to be on steroids at this point of your life, and it's only going to fuck up all development you're going to make. I actually think of a person with a lot of influence and a lot of prestige in powerlifting told that to a young lifter, they would actually listen more times than not. Have someone tell you that you are not good enough to do something, or you're not good enough to take steroids, or you're not ready to take steroids for a person who knows a lot of shit is actually more profound than you think. Because, fuck, you just influence a lot of people just based on your advice regardless. So I think if you go the opposite way and tell someone don't do something, they actually won't do it. And I see less of that than I would like. People do it, but the thing is, you don't see them do it because they don't go on their Instagram story and do it. Because it's privately done the way it should be. Not public for everyone to see. Yeah, I agree. It's... I don't know how to frame this correctly because I, I I don't know. This is a hard thing to be able to put like an exact uh, system around. But like if, if if let's say me, if I was a gatekeeper for steroid information and I was someone who people would come to, there probably would be some kind of vetting process I would have of different levels of no, you like, like instance of what's your training in you've been training for what have you achieved like so having an idea like a, a general idea of like when am i actually going to be open that i'll give information versus saying hey you're too young or no you should just keep doing this or no don't do steroids versus i see a 27 year old uh person who has been lifting for 10 years who has achieved xx and x um they have plateaued because they've reached their genetic potential okay let's have an adult discussion together and actually, like, I'll, I'll give you some information on this of how to do it safely. And I actually know, I mean, some of the people I coach who are on the untested side, that's about how it's gone. Like, yeah. when they finally got that decision, they found one of those gatekeepers, per se. And that gatekeeper sat them down and educated them one-on-one -on -one of what they should be doing if they want to take that route. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, this is where it doesn't become a like a public thing because people have messaged me like, okay, I had to do this before mainly because one of my clients was going to do something really stupid and they came up to me like with the worst questions ever or what they were thinking about doing. And I'm like, yo, yo, do not do this because you are just asking for a world of problems. So they had to have those one-on-one conversations. But again, they told me that privately. Like it, it is... It is a difficult thing because I think a lot of the comments was the balancing of being transparent or, you know, sweeping it completely under the rug. Leaves D.A.R.E., you know, the D.A.R.E. program uh, as an example. Like what happens when you uh, demonize everything, when you uh, when you uh, put the, it where it's so taboo, it actually inadvertently promotes the use more so when you do that. And I'm like, yeah, finding the balance between the two is important because I do agree that a lot of those D.A.R.E. programs, if, when you go into high schools and middle schools, eventually this doesn't work because it's it's scare tactics. It's mostly scare tactics where I think a balanced approach would help. But, again, finding that balance is the difficult part because I've seen irresponsible things where people were actually uh, held to a high regard and I thought it was still irresponsible – but then also the, the the flip side to it is just the is the making it taboo, making it you know non-discussable, making it yeah. uh, or demonizing the use of it, which that's 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 something obviously two white lights doesn't believe in because we are involved in every federation. Really, we try to be involved in every federation. And playing devil's advocate on like where I I, I do understand where people come from on the education of it is like. We're talking about a perfect world where everyone has ethics and morals. Unfortunately, we don't live in that world. So we know there is going to still be a litany of people who are going to very unethically encourage steroid use, um, give younger kids and anyone um, access to it and give them way too much and give them terrible advice. And so like Joe, I, I don't think anything he was doing was in the sense of like truly trying to encourage the use more so of like he knows that like there is people out there that are going to abuse the privilege of steroids and or and be able to use them and abuse the gatekeeping aspect of being able to give knowledge and he's trying to make sure that at least someone with some outreach makes sure people know that there is a safer and better way to use them if you're going to take that, that approach so that, that's where it's tough I, I don't I I get it and I, I get the aspect of how education needs to be there. But I also get how that's encouraging. It, it's 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 just a tough thing because we're never going to live well, in a perfect well, here's, world but here's, where everyone's ethical and ethically ethical and moral. Here's the thing: I know that I actually don't know information because I unfollowed him since. But like, I don't know exactly where the developments are on the whole like ebook and the the seminars that he was going to make um, with use and all that stuff. I don't know where the process is on that. But like I said, I'm like I said to him. I think on the comments like. I'm interested to see where that goes because it could either be very beneficial or if it's not done perfectly, it can be a, it, you can't fall on your face with that because it's just such a difficult thing to balance. But my thought of it is this, which again, no data, no evidence to back it up, is you have a kid, right? You have a 21-year-old, let's use that nice number, 21-year-old attending the seminar, reading all the eBooks, talking to these people and being like, okay. I got all the information. I think I have all the information I need. Um, how do I get the steroids? Where does the conversation go after that? 
how do I get these things? Are you educating me on how to get steroids now? Because I, I honestly, for me, I don't know where the fuck to go for these things. Do I have to get a drug dealer? Is someone making it in a basement? Is like, what, where, where do you go? Do you go to a doctor for these things? Do you get a prescription for it? What are you, if you're going to educate someone on the use of steroids, I think you also got to educate how you get the things too, right? That to me is a, that's a, that's a dangerous line because you are talking about a federally illegal drug that you might be telling people to get, which is federally illegal. Yeah, that, that's, that's another really big gray line. I mean... The easy answer is promoting wellness clinics, but the issue is, is a lot of these wellness clinics have just turned into steroid dealers, and they're not actually wellness clinics prescribing TRT based off of low tests. They're prescribing excessive testosterone based off of the need to want to get jacked and strong. Yeah. Yeah. I. Well, I would say at least, I mean, uh, this is stretching it, but I say at least that's better than getting it off some random dude or getting it off some web. I, I, there's a lot of people I know that just get it off websites from other countries. I honestly, I asked a question before and someone told me something different every single time, which is just as, you know, uh, a 28 year old white guy from the suburbs, um, just makes me uncomfortable. I don't know, man. I'm going to put my, my, uh, my softness on the, uh, on display right now on two white lights. Like anytime, like when someone tells me those things, like, Shit, that sounds like something I really don't want to be a part of. Uh, but also, like, it's it's an interesting situation when you have an educational setting and a seminar, ebook, whatever. Then, like, what happens when someone asks, "How do I get steroids now?" Because I got all this great information, obviously, because I want to know if I should be on steroids or not. And I've come to the conclusion that I do want to be on it. So, okay. How do I get them? Like, is there an awkward pause in the room being like, uh, talk to me after class? Because <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be, that's gonna be a, an interesting answer because, you know, it's different ways of doing it. And all I, I, I'm assuming all of it's illegal. Um, but I, I, it's, it's just going about certain ways because if, if the attention is truly to reduce, because I think that was the goal, to reduce the number of people who are going to be on steroids, right, or people making the wrong decision, I still think it's – it's uh, it's 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 going about it the wrong way almost because I honestly think the best steroid seminar, the best thing, the best way is get someone who's successful in the sport and telling someone, "Don't do this. You're not good enough. You're not ready." I could tell you're not ready. I will tell you if you're ready or not. And if you have more people doing that, I actually think less people would be on steroids. Again, no data. No evidence, just my opinion. I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly what they're going to respond with that with because I, I, I'm with you in the sense that like, I, I think that most people should just say don't do steroids. Um, I think a lot of people who take steroids wish they didn't take steroids and tell people don't do steroids. But we know – we I, I don't want to say – I don't know data, but I think we know with illegal drugs – if people want them, they're going to find a way to get them. And yeah, if it's, sometimes if it's, if it's harder to get that information, it's going to be a worse scenario. I, I get it, but, I mean, it's one of those things where you're never going to completely reduce the amount of someone who's going to do something stupid. Because even with all the education that's uh, out there for that, more people still, there are going to be incidents of an 18-year-old doing something stupid and 
blasting yeah. on gear. Um, and also, I mean, on top of that, we're talking about 18-year-old males. When a female gets a hold of it, it's a completely different story, too. It really is a whole other danger thing. That's a whole think, other dangerous situation. I mean, I might, I might be wrong on this, but I don't feel like women tend to hop in it without education and immediately abusing it. In the, in the sense of, like, it, it tends to be more of a temptation for men where they're making a, a gut reaction and doing something that they really don't know about. I, I, I don't know. I might be off basis on that, but I think it tends to be where women tend to have a little bit of adopting. I'm not disagreeing because there is far greater physiological changes that happen with a female on steroids than on a male. And it's, it's, it's very, it can be very dangerous. Uh, but I think most women tend to have a little bit more understanding of what they get themselves into when they do it. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, but I'm just saying with, like, just the two scenarios there, an 18-year-old guy, 18-year-old girl, the effects on an 18-year-old girl will be a lot worse. And that might, the the, the ability of regression, or, like, just an absolute regret of doing it, maybe more so with the female involved in that, you know, hypothetical situation I'm talking about. But, like... A lot of times, I mean, what, what we haven't even touched on that is one of the most sickening things, and I think... I, I hope anyone disagrees with this is how many bodybuilding coaches and powerlifting coaches push steroids on their clients that yeah. don't even want to take them. Yeah. Getting a 19 year old bikini prep girl and putting her on Winstraw because that's the only way you can get your clients in shape or making every single one of your powerlifting clients hop on trend because you want to be able to promote their 300 pound total increase in a year. That's the only way you are able to actually get anyone strong. And then fortunately that is something that, Hundred percent happens. Yeah, that has happened. Uh, actually, the only the only situation that I've seen it happen actually was bodybuilding, not powerlifting. It. I'm not saying it doesn't happen in powerlifting. I'm just saying for me, it I haven't. For sure does. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I, I know it does, but uh, I haven't like legitimately heard of a firsthand experience of it. Where in bodybuilding, I have I was I think 20 years old. There was a girl who went to my commercial gym. And she was competing for a bodybuilding, whatever, show, contest, whatever they're called. And she told me, like, yeah, my coach has me taking Anavar. And I had no idea what Anavar was. But it didn't sound like something you can get at GNC or, uh, or Vitamin Shop. I'm like, what supplement is that? And then I, I researched it. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's an anabolic steroid. And it's a little... This yeah. little 19-year-old girl who's just going into a first bodybuilding competition was told by her coach to take Anavar. Like, holy fuck, are you asking Are you asking for a disaster? Or and are, you're asking for just an absolute, just a, just a absolutely despicable and pathetic thing because you just want to, you, you just want a person to look shredded on stage. That's it. That's all you get out of that shit. Um... Yeah, that's that's a terrible situation, and I mean it's not doubtful that it happens in powerlifting, you know. And that's I mean no no I I think no sane person would agree with that in powerlifting. I think any times that's promoted and pushed on someone, it's pathetic, it's despicable, it's unnecessary. Um, but I, it's one of these things where I think actually. There's enough good people in the sport, even on the untested side and tested side, where we could all come to an agreement and be like, yeah, that's bullshit. You should never do that. And also, like, the people who I associate myself with in powerlifting and I'm good friends with 
I heck, haven't done that. Or they tell me like they're clients who want to go on steroids and they're just like, I just tell them not to. Because it's just a terrible idea. And it's just like they're not even close for being ready for that. Well, what about this? Hot take. We People like put Louis, Louis Simmons on this pedestal, yet he very openly tries to get all of his people to take steroids. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. And here's them, the, they will never amount to anything or be strong if they don't take them. Yeah, for sure. Like, we could disagree with that all we want, and I do disagree with it. And a lot of times with the Westside people or people who are fans of Westside, I just really like to call them fucking morons and idiots to their face or over in the internet because, like, what you said was fucking stupid. But here's the thing. Louis Simmons just... He doesn't care. And like what we said earlier, if you just kind of go about your business and really don't even listen to the criticism you're getting, people would just kind of accept it. Because that's what happened to Louis Simmons. He's like, I don't give a fuck about anyone's opinions in powerlifting. I could do incorrect shit all the time. Fuck. I do incorrect shit all the time. I don't care. And I think the identity was created so strongly that that's what happened with Louis Simmons and Westside. They put him on a pedestal a lot in powerlifting, and then a lot of people are like, no, he sucks. And it's like, I don't, none of the criticism gets to him. And if it did got to him, he'd be like, okay, I'm just going to keep on doing what I want to do. Like, there's just going to be some characters and wild cards in powerlifting who are just going to do what they want to do, and they're going to be open about it. And if you have any sort of, if you have any sort of criticism or critiques, it just isn't going to work. That's just, that's the reality of it. Like someone, this might happen again in powerlifting. Someone would be like, "Hey, dude, cut that shit out. You might get canceled." And the person would be like, "I don't care if I get canceled. I don't even know what getting canceled is. And if I do get canceled, I'm just not gonna listen." But it's happened. I mean, there's a lot of pieces of shit still roaming around powerlifting who do things that outside of powerlifting. You know, like like it's not even steroid based, but it just the cancel culture didn't reach them. It didn't. It didn't stick. Maybe I, I like uh, one of our recent guests' approach. We should every question about steroids should just be answered with the word probably. Yeah. Dot dot dot. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, like dot, that. Dot, dot, probably. Yeah. yeah, like that. Like. <laughs> Actually, I was about to bring up Larry Wheels. Right, he should be canceled like ninety-seven times. Right, it just doesn't reach him. It doesn't yeah. get there. He has done the shit that we're talking about. He put his fucking steroid stack, blah, 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 shit on his YouTube. He's talked about steroids extensively. The guy's a fucking moron. I'm burning the bridge that I'm going to have with Larry Wheels in the future. But he is an idiot, in a way. He does incorrect shit. He has had a lot of allegations go his way on sort of abuse and uh, uh, domestic abuse, that kind of stuff. And then he makes videos of him dunking his current girlfriend in a thing of water and mopping her, or mopping his floor with her head. He hasn't gotten canceled yet. He's still doing his shit. If you just don't let it get to you, no one gives a fuck. He's he's he is like a trifecta of shit you can't do in powerlifting, and no one cares. People are like, "Hey, Russ, you should do a collab with Larry Beal Still, like, what? What? Like, that's the worst PR move. It should be the worst PR move, but it, some people it doesn't stick to. I don't know. Did you ever, you either one, maybe too young for this, slash you were never probably deep in, I don't think you were deep in the Bible like me. Had you ever heard of Boston Lloyd? No. 
Okay. He was huge in the bodybuilding scene, not because he was even a good bodybuilder. He was a terrible bodybuilder, but he was like a 20-year-old guy who put everything he did online. And I'm talking like ungodly amounts of tests and uh, androgen agents and uh, what was that? That oil uh, I, that oil you inject into the muscle where sometimes I forget the name of it. Uh, synthol. Injecting mm-hmm. synthol. He would have it all over. And I was just thinking about him when I searched him. And the first that when you start typing his name, it just says kidney failure update. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't laugh about that, but I guess you have to laugh about that, right? I mean, that's what I was going to say. But he, 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 a lot of people got on to him in, uh, for a good reason because he actively promoted steroid use and he actively promoted complete and utter abuse of it. Um, so, yeah, random thing. Probably like 5% of the people that listen to this episode are going to hear Boston Lloyd, but the 5% who do are be like, oh, my gosh, I wait, forgot about it. Wait, him. hold on. Is that that New York guy on uh, Bigger, Faster, Stronger? No, no, no. That was, that's uh, another one, right? That's, no, that was not Boston Loyal. But that, yeah, that dude obviously was. Well, I don't think he, well, actually, I'm bigger. I mean, well, that's another thing. Bigger, faster, stronger. Like, that, to me, was a, a pretty, that, to me, was a pretty, at the time, too, was a pretty effective documentary on steroids. Yeah. I don't think it promoted it. I don't think it, like, but I don't think it completely vilified it. Like, I thought that was a pretty perfect thing that. You know, was, I was think that out there. documentary probably encouraged whatever thinking you already had. Yeah. Which, because like you said, it, it didn't go deep down the rabbit hole of either side of vilifying or promoting it. I think whatever you thought, you probably went away thinking that more. Yeah, it's hard for certain people to do this thing because it does turn into a almost like a TED Talk or like a uh, like the uh, the Key and Peel sketch of consequences. Like having a person from prison come to your school and talk about like the dangers of the thing. Like... Whenever I think about like a like a person who's on steroids, talk about people like trying to trying to uh, to spread awareness on not to take it, that's what it turns into with me, and I just think that would be ridiculous too, because like I do I do see things that can be effective, like the de- the de- de- dependency when you're young and you're you jump on gear, the dependency you have from it. A lot of people describe that experience to me. It's like that was the shittiest part was hopping off gear because I didn't want to do it anymore, but then having to be so dependent on that being the only way I could make gains. Like, that sucked. That was the worst well, part. The, only, the amount of regret there was terrible. It's not only the only way to make gains. Like, at a certain point, I, I don't know enough about this, but, I mean, at a certain point of using steroids, you can never not use them again. Like, you will have to be on TRT for the remainder of your life. Like, that's never going to not be something you can do. Um just because of the physiological changes that kind of occur there. So, um, yeah, but yeah, but also, what else do we got there? We had all the points. I think we got through all the points. I mean, we, we wrapped around in some weird snake way to get through all the points, but that was pretty much all of what I had of kind of what I wanted to touch on in that. So, mm-hmm. um, kind of obviously coming back around and just talking about what it, what is promoting mean and, our thoughts on it, obviously very opinionated. I'm sure people will disagree with it. I actually remember on the first episode we did when we talked about it, I was so scared that I was going to get a bunch of like hate from talking and saying no about steroids. Well, and now we're just doing a full episode. Yeah, I, I do care. know. Well, that's uh, I, I don't care at all. Yeah, well, that's the that's the identity that we kind of created was uh, just like now that uh, you, we we kind of felt the wrath of the internet. Like you got it now. Now we felt the wrath. Now you have to you have to put yourself in the middle of the storm because. That's the only way yeah. you can actually get your opinions out there. Um, the only thing I was thinking of making this show was like, man, I 
like the, this is probably the last thing someone who's on gear wants to hear is two fucking natty guys talk about gear and like not yeah. really know really because me i'm like i'm just guessing with a lot of shit and going based off like people who i know who are on steroids and what they kind of tell me because no they don't talk about it that frequently because it's a really boring thing also people who come on two white lights we don't talk about it for a reason. A lot of people, there was one uh, one episode we did where I'm like, I kind of didn't like how that turned out, where we did talk about steroids, and it was actually just like getting older into the sport and getting kind of like into it. I'm like, yeah, that probably wasn't the best thing to do. Um, we don't talk about it because one, it's not the most riveting conversation, and two, for the very reason we're talking about, they're like, we, I don't want to be the source where people, where people use my words for a justification on why they should hop on gear. Gray line. Does two white lights doing an entire podcast on use promote steroid use? We might have fucked up. Yeah. We, we might have fucked up inadvertently here. promoting it and just being a hypocrite. We yeah. may have just got two teens to start hopping on it because we did a whole podcast on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, well, here's the thing. I But also, I'm going to uh, say that we have... Um, the most influence in powerlifting, I'm going to use that label on Two White Lights, and whatever we say, we're the trendsetters, and uh, people will do what we as we say. Just because that's what Two White Lights is now. We're the trendsetters. We are like the, we are the Sean Noriega circa 2018. If he put a movement on Instagram, all the USAPL boys were going to do it because Noriega did it. We are the trendsetters. Yeah, that's another thing where I get into those conversations with people where they're like, do you think powerlifting, like, do you think powerlifters really have that much influence? I'm like, yes, yes, they have that much influence. Noriega had to do one Larson press, and all of a sudden, every USAPL person from ages 17 through 23 was doing a Larson press, and they had no idea why they were doing it. But they saw their lord and savior, Sean Noriega, do it, so... Yeah, they're that influential. Yeah. Trust me. So everyone dressing like Wheeze. Everyone trying to dress like Wheeze now. Dude, people are getting perms voluntarily in 2021. <laughs> it's 2021 and people are getting perms voluntarily. That is influence that Sean Mills Wheeze has tapped into that I didn't know that we would have. No one past 1983 should voluntarily get a perm at any point in their lives. And now people are doing it. And the the, the shitty thing is, so Wee's we, never we're, had a perm. We're, we're a pro Wee's podcast outside of some of the influence and the hype boys he's creating. I don't know I, if I love well, that. No, but we we love ourselves some Sean Mills, but... He didn't do the perm. I, he doesn't so, perm him. He doesn't perm. I coach... What's going to be... I coached a guy named Alan who's going to be one of Wee's main competitor, competitors in the juniors at 105. Um, the Alan's block name right now is make being a jacked Russian cool again because <laughs> he's a jacked Russian that used to be cool in powerlifting Konstantin whatever his name KK it used to be super cool to be a jacked Russian and just like just be jacked and have a hairy chest and yeah. now it's cool to be a hype boy so I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm we're, we're going to battle against weaves me and Alan to, to bring back being a jacked Russian to be cool Good. again I, I mean, it, the, the, yeah, like, if you, man, like, how many people start putting their chains in the mouth after they saw Russ do it? How many people start respecting the belt after they see Taylor Atwood do it? Like, 
Yeah, they're influential. They are. This is powerlifting. If you don't believe it, like, I I understand the, the, the stuff that Russ says. not I never thought I would see the day, though, that people would get perms in past 1983. <laughs> like, that to me... I just thought perms were dead for a very long time. I thought it was a thing that was never going to come back, was perms. I wasn't even born. I'm fucking apparently old as shit in powerlifting. I didn't even know, like, I I was never a part of an era where perms was a popular thing. Jerry curls and perms went out the door in, like, 1989. Weez is bringing it back. Yeah, so. We need to use our influence of two white lights to stop this perm craze. We need to stop it. <laughs> that'll be the that'll be the great thing of like the end of this episode was pretty much like we got people to stop getting perms, but we didn't get anyone to stop taking steroids. Yeah. <laughs> just, it ended up doing nothing about to stop being promoting power thing. It was to stop promoting getting uh haircuts like Sean Mills. Yeah. <laughs> that was what the podcast turned into. Well, uh hopefully Sean Mills can go back to his classic look when I followed him first. The, just the long, straight hair. Michael, The Michael Mills look? Yeah, pretty much. Well, no, like, when I followed him, I'm like, his hair is different now because it's really curly. When I first followed him, it was like he, he had the Heath Ledger Joker haircut. It was just some long hair. I'm like, that looks good. It's like a pretty solid classic look. Now the, 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 uh, the fro slash, I mean, fucking Gage has it now. I don't even know what to think about myself now. Well, speaking of Gage, we need to talk about him coming in my DMs and lighting them up. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't publicly post that yet. So that means that means probably like two months from now, in a random Instagram post, it's going to be posted. Just that whole scenario. Did he tell you all what I sent back? Yeah, I did. He. Oh yeah, he sent it to me immediately. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, as I said, that's he. He does create grudges against people, so that's that's good. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming to have him on the podcast the again soon. Your best friend and my biggest rival now. Yeah, I mean, uh, how the t- uh, how the uh, tables have turned there. How the turntables. Because, uh, yeah. like, the uh, it used to be you loved Gage, and I just would get every second I can to talk shit about him. But now he has reclaimed himself as my best friend, and now he's your biggest enemy. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I mean, I guess I'm not fighting Ashton Rowska anymore. I'm fighting Gage. Yeah, much, much more fair fight. I got a chance. I'm, yeah, I've got a little bit of a I think we're about the same size. He's obviously stronger than me. He has the jorts, and I don't know if I can compete with that. But I've got a pretty good collection of hey dudes. And those have pretty good grip. And, like, and like obviously, with and they're lightweight, so I can get pretty good kicking power. So I've got, I'm, I'm pretty confident in, in, in some aspects here. Yeah, I'm going to ask him because I'm aiming to get him on the show soon um, with Kyle. I have a little in-person interview with that. But uh, I... I just don't. I don't think he's. I just don't think he's a good fighter. You know, when you look at someone, that it's like, man, that guy could probably fight. Any guy who mm-hmm. voluntarily gets a perm probably can't fight. You know. Yeah, likely. Yeah, like I can't no. see anyone do that. But all right, well, that's a that's all an right. excellent end to this episode. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, people yeah. made it past to that point, like where or well, they just the or they. Make it- or they picked it up right at this point of the episode. They just circled back to the end. They're like, what the fuck are they even talking about? This episode wasn't even closer to well, what they described it as. We need to do something. If someone makes it, what, what do we need to do? If someone makes it this far, they need to go on their story and put hashtag. Um, cancel perms. Camps, cancel perms. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag cancel perms on your story if you made it this far. 
tag two white lights and let's see how many of those we can get and share. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. Hashtag cancel perms, and then uh, like I think uh, Weez's body would just melt. Like if that trends, like he would just like melt as a human being, or his hair would just like slowly <laughs> fall, or his or his or yeah his uh, no his uh, his curl would start to slowly slowly uh, uncurl. It would just it would just become regular hair at that point. So hopefully that happens. Yep. All right. Well, do you want to give a little for our last thing, and then we'll we'll bail out. Do you want to give a little insight of what's coming up over the next like three four weeks that we have planned? Oh yes, uh, yeah, that's some some uh, good good information there, and uh, some some really exciting stuff. So uh, with like there are whole there's a few meets coming up that Two Wilds gonna have a part of, but we're not gonna be doing the whole previews and recaps kind of stuff. Um, we had so many of these people. Uh, so many of these uh, people that we're about to mention lined up to come on a show at some point. We just couldn't find a good way to get them in. And they're all amazing powerlifting coaches. So we're going to have a lineup on the like some really great powerlifting coaches that we have not had on the show before, but also that we really respect. And uh, Steve is probably going to have an excellent conversation with him. And it's almost going to be an educate Angelo kind of thing because – I've been thinking about uh, putting my foot into the water here of uh, coaching. I'm starting to get the resources for that. Not like you guys where um, you're, you know, fantastic at it, just taking on a few clients here and there and uh, just trying to help people get better at the sport. But I think it'll be a great way to, one, if you're a listener of Two White Lights, to listen to these fantastic coaches, listen to Steve and them kind of go back and forth on things. And um, also, like, you know, my uh, input on as well. Um I think the, the list is Brad Couliard, John Collins, Zach Data Driven Strength. What is his actual name? I'm just going to call him Data Driven Strength. Zach Robinson. What's that? No, let's just, let's, I, I know it, but let's just leave it there. Kyle Project Strength and Zach Data Driven Strength. Yeah. Their last names. Yeah, because that's uh, like I always, when I'm talking about it in conversation, I say, I even, I think I said it on the live stream Zach Data Driven Strength. <laughs> I'm like that's such a shitty way of telling. Yes, so uh, we're gonna try to get him on the podcast as well, and I believe there was someone else in there. Uh, Mikey P. P. Mikey P. On school, of Mikey P. Too. Yep. He was supposed to come on like four yep. times, and I could not get him on the show yeah. because we had you know national. This will be cool because I, I think if you had gotten these people on at different times, not that it's bad, but we probably you probably would have had more normalized conversations. I think kind of the route we want to go is we want to go have the normal two white lights conversation, but we're going to be a little bit more educational here as mm-hmm. well. Like we want to get a little bit of a different view since we have a little bit of a gap here versus just get to know the coach. Like we'll we'll see if we can actually get some like actual good like educational content about lifting and, and whatever the like. I mean, obviously, some of these coaches have I'll call specialties and what they're kind of known for, and we'll see if we can kind of dive into that. Um, and give a little bit more of a, a nerding out kind of bias as well. Yeah. So, and on top of that, we'll still have our two white lights topic. We will have a very good balance there. We would have that, but also you and I just uh, doing what we did today and on a highly opinionated show yeah. about so, uh, like a made up scenario. Yeah. And we got the, we got the showdown coming up. I don't, Maybe we'll do a preview show. We should sure do a recap. We'll talk about for that. For sure do Sometimes a recap. The preview might be a little difficult with a preview might be a little difficult with showdown. Because it's sure do a preview show. And we've got a cool thing. We're, we're not preview show. Produce sure a recap. We've got a cool topic coming up. After the recap, we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah. We're gonna get into, I'm gonna do a whole I'm gonna do a whole breakdown of numbers. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna we're gonna do a whole debate of what 
the best USAPL lifters would do if they got a 24-hour weigh-in and a deadlift bar. So that's going to be a show coming up. And then we've also got the show, if the U.S. goes to Worlds, we still need to do the fantasy draft. But we're yes. still kind of holding out to see if we actually go to Worlds to do the fantasy draft. Yeah, I think I actually do think we have six people. I actually think we might have enough people for this. We do. We have enough people. It's just, do we want to go to Worlds? Yeah. Or are we going to Worlds? So yeah. we'll probably, instead of doing a preview show, we'll just do that. We'll just do a, a, a live draft on that, and then we'll do, if Worlds happens with the U.S., we'll do a recap show and, and look at fantasy draft winners. So Yeah, absolutely. we got a lot of really exciting things planned for Two White Lights, um, and we will see you guys next week. Peace.